0: Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of In the Trenches Sports. Sean Ludden joined alongside by the coach Chance Clemens, and coach. It is another beautiful week. It's starting to feel like fall in the mornings, and football is only getting better. Um, The expectations we had coming in the season, you know, the teams we thought were going to be good, aren't playing so well, and the teams we thought weren't really going to play so well or actually playing well. Um, What's your take so far on this crazy season, Um, NCAA and NFL?
1: It's been an interesting one. Definitely something to look forward to every week of just, you know, out of nowhere, Kansas is undefeated. Um, You know, Georgia's struggling couple weeks back to back so it's been a great interesting season Miami's the surprise with the offense that they've been running I definitely did not see them uh, with the record they have currently but it's definitely one of the one of the better seasons we've had
0: in a while that's for sure it really is Um, you know and there's there's been controversy in each league um, there's been, you know, your standouts, each one and everything else as well. Um, it's really good fun and, you know, we're going to really hit the ground running, um, here, um, you know, with our coin toss. Um, and you know, you know me coach, I, I love to, uh, play, uh, have, give our episodes a title, give our episodes a name, um, really play with some, uh, you know, play with words with them. And I think it fits perfect with our coin toss. Episode 16, we're on rule number one, win a game. Um, and so for you, Coach, coin toss, Matt Rule, the head coach of the Carolina Panthers, will be fired by the end of week six.
1: Um, oh, I did not mean to do that. I'm going to say Tails. I think they're going to let him at least try to finish up the season. Um, They've been inconsistent for sure. So it's not been the easiest season. You know, McCaffrey. McCaffrey doesn't look like himself, but they're also not getting him the ball consistently, so that's frustrating. Are you sure
0: he's not looking like himself? Because in my opinion, he is. He's injured again.
1: Uh no, no, I mean that that part <laughs> is true. I just mean
0: no, I, he's I agree really he, he,
1: explosive.
0: He's not, he's lost a step. Um he really has. He's not hitting the hole as hard in in the past. Um and he he's just it's not the same Christian McCaffrey.
1: No, it's really not. Um and they've got to find a way to help generate that offense more. Baker's not looking great. And, you know, when he was at Cleveland, it was easier to say, okay, well, he doesn't look great, but, like, how many o- offense coordinators does he has. So, like, what system is he running this week? hmm You know, and guys didn't stay healthy. And so it, it made it tough. I mean, part of it's on him, though. I mean, now he's in Carolina. They haven't had the best explosive offense that we were expecting. But, hey, he's got to take half that blame now too. And he's just not looking – he's not looking great.
0: You know, and one big thing, you know, you mentioned you mentioned Baker and his performance and the way that offense is playing. Um, Matt Rule is trying to take the blame off himself and kind of throw the blame onto on Baker um, here in the past couple of weeks uh, with comments he's made in the media. Uh, so it, it's an interesting take. Um, definitely, especially for a head coach um, to do that. You know, Sam Darnold, there's talks he may potentially take over, um, you know, within the week to two weeks, um, and Baker would be replaced. Uh, So, so, I mean, that would be an interesting move as well. Um, You go out, make this trade, spend this money on Baker um, just to do that. But you look at Rule, um, through 37 games right now, as the Panthers head coach, he's 11 and 26 Um, each season that he's been in so far. He's only won five games and he's had multiple, multiple starting quarterbacks and the quarterbacks underneath him have been Teddy Bridgewater, Cam Newton, Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, and you had PJ Walker, the standout from the XFL. Um, All, all have gotten starting um, starting nods with rule um, at the helm. So, you you question is, is it the play of the quarterbacks? And I I really wouldn't say so. You know, put the full blame on the uh, play of the quarterback. So we're on the play of the offense. Really, it comes down to, in my opinion, his leadership. Um, the way he doesn't really have the buy-in or the you know. Yeah, I mean, I guess really the buy in from the players um, or his staff. Um, So it really is what is making me lead to and you know the fan base is really turning against him in Carolina. Um, It really makes me think that if things continue to struggle these next couple weeks that I think rule could potentially be out um, by the end of week six.
1: I and I get that, and I understand. I,
0: I mean, this time last year we had we had the first firing. Um, this time last year.
1: No, we, we did. So I, I, don't, I
0: also I also think that may have been a uh, Gruden as well with the whole debacle that was going on as well. I, let me go back and look and see who who was fired last year.
1: But. I, the defense is not anything special. They haven't, besides going and uh, trading for Gilmore, this defense has not been what we were expecting. It was a young defense that was learning, that was gradually getting better, and they haven't done that. Um, so I think they failed in that part too, you know? Mm-hmm. They didn't go get anybody exciting in the draft. And so I think it's just – it's coming back and kind of haunting them.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Um, Carolina hasn't had really strong drafts or anything. Um, But, yeah, no, um, for me, it just comes down to – the most important thing, um, as a head coach, it's, it's the number one rule. Um, and I'm, I'm going to continue to do that because yes, the pun is intended coach. Um, the number one rule of a head coach is to win some damn games and he's struggling with it. And I'm sorry, if you're not going to produce wins, you're not producing a good product on the field. You don't deserve to have that spot. Um, and it's, it's time for a change in Carolina. Um, and there's a couple other coaches that are on the hot seat. Um, you look at Ron Rivera um, just up, up the way in D.C. Um, quarterback Carol, carousel going on up there um, as well. Uh, just really hasn't had a good luck of the draw there. Um, but, you know, is Rivera kind of past his prime now after he left Carolina, you know, potentially? Um, I still think he's a great defensive-minded coach. Um, he just really hasn't had the good luck of the draw with some of the offense um, he's been given. Um, he's had some great weapons offensively when it comes to receivers and stuff and running backs, but quarterback-wise, um, he's really been given a um, hard deal.
1: No, he has, and, you know, that kind of sucks. They're, they're kind of putting it together this year, though, a little bit. They're, I know they're 1-3. That doesn't look great. But they've been a little more surprising in offense than people expected. Yes. And that's the exciting thing. I'm trying to pull up their schedule. And I don't know why this is being so difficult. But they have some talent at wide receiver. Terry Yeah, Terry McLaurin. Uh, Dotson has been really special rookie. Um, Their running back is still a throw-up, but Daniels is coming on the scene again. You kind of had a shootout with Detroit a little bit. Now Philadelphia is just a dumpster fire. Like That was tough. Dallas, you had your shots. You had your shots with Dallas. I know their defense is really good. I mean, facing Philly, then Cowboy defense, that's tough.
0: Cowboys, number one defense.
1: You face Tennessee this week, you've got a shot. And, I, you know, Tennessee is down. If you sell out on the run and stop the run, their pass game for Tennessee is not great. Guys are already banged up this early in the season. You could steal this game. It's at home, so you've got a shot. So, if they can just click on all cylinders, and Carson Wentz is not looking terrible. Like, that's crazy to say. But he's looking good, and you're still, you know, last two games, yeah, he got throttled, but... Week two, you were looking good, and you lost by six points. So, or I'm off nine points. But I mean, I'm going to give it to him. I, I it's wouldn't not... fire the coach. Keep him. Let them keep building. Oh yeah Fire him when he's made made the big trade he did, and then he's bringing in defensive talent.
0: Yeah. No, I, I, I think Rivera, you know, should keep his job. Um, you know, really it's going to come down to what Dan Snyder decides to do end of the season. Um, Dan Snyder, not honestly, honestly not one of the smartest owners in the league um, when it comes down to decisions and everything else like that. Um, but if I'm him, I'm keeping Ron Rivera as head coach, um, you know, but there's other coaches in the league that, you know, I, I, I just don't think we'll make the cut um, either through the season or at the end of the season. Um, Matt rule being one of them. I don't, like I said, I, I don't think he makes it past week six um, dependent on how things continue to go in Denver. Um, you know, yes, they have what a, what they're in either now 500 or they're yeah, I think they're 500 now um, on the yeah, season two and two, but If things continue to go the way they're going with Nathaniel Hackett, I mean, you really have to reevaluate things. Um, You know, still constant struggles, getting play calls, getting, you know, timing right, everything else, communication. And as a coaching staff, as a head coach, that's something you can't struggle with. And they are continuously struggling week in, week out with that. Um, And if if it doesn't get better, then I I could see Hackett potentially on – on the block or on the seat, you know, towards the end of the season, at the end of the season, kind of depending on how Denver plays out the rest of the year. Um, But those two right now kind of – I would say three are kind of the biggest ones on the block. Um, I mean, then another one that I think is on a hot seat um, just because of – I wouldn't say – things that have happened in the past or anything. Um, but I think it's really just starting to become kind of chemistry or maybe he's just become p- too predictable and is not a head coach. It's an offensive coordinator. I think it's Eric Bienemy. You know, last year of his contract in Kansas City, um, still no talks of an extension or anything else like that. You know, we saw him and Mahomes get heated at the end of the half um, in Indianapolis, you know, his play calling, play design, stuff like that. Um, you, you, you could blame Andy because Andy actually does the play calling, but I mean, you're still the offensive coordinator. You're the one drawing up the plays and everything else. You're the one, you know, communicating and everything. So, and a lot of players have come out and said that the is not a player's coach. Um, so I, 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 don't see him coming back to Kansas city at the, at, after this year, um, uh, potentially Matt Nagy gets elevated back up to offensive coordinator. Um, right now he's the QBs coach. Um, and then, you know, back to how it was in Kansas city, but I don't see the enemy staying in the NFL. I see him maybe going down to college. Um, and I'm still trying to see what team would be a good fit for him right now. Um, maybe that's something I'll, I, I'll come out with in a couple weeks, um, or within the next few weeks. But I mean, there's my take right there. I, I, I don't think the enemy returns to Kansas city after this season.
1: I don't think he returns. I think he gets a job somewhere else. And maybe he does get a head coaching job in the NFL, possibly. I mean, if if you can take the Kansas City Chiefs to the playoffs, maybe the second, maybe make it to the third round, just with the, you know, you have newer weapons that are not dynamic like Hills. It kind of opens people's eyes of just, okay, he's making he's making it work with what he has and he's being more dynamic with the play calling.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, part of that is just Patrick Mahomes. Exactly. But any good coach has good players that make them look better. Your players always make you look better than what you are sometimes. And they'll make you look worse than what you are sometimes. So I think if he can have success and they get to the playoffs and make a run in the playoffs, I think it helps boost his image of being an efficient play caller. And maybe he gets one of these lower level jobs that's, you know, honestly not a great job you would want to take. Um, or he does go to college and see what he does there, you know. Auburn O.C. job could open up, um, you know, depending on the success Florida has, that O.C. could move on. He could step in there. Um, there's a lot of possibilities of what could happen. So
0: there is a lot, a lot of different um, things. So no, um, good opening segment, good coin toss. Um, you know, we've we've still got a lot of talk about the NFL um, when we get down to it. Um, but. You know, now I I think it's a good time to move on into uh, NCAA. You know, recap week five, um, huge, huge week five. Um, Surprises galore. Um, You know, teams continuously still finding ways to win. Teams barely escaping other, you know, houses with victories um, when you would expect it to be a complete blowout. Um, So, I mean, looking back at week five here, Coach, Georgia, number one. Ooh, excuse me, or should I say, former number one, as Bama's now taking them back over um, in the rankings. Um, but Georgia barely escapes Mizzou um, and didn't even get the lead until late in the fourth quarter. <laughs> I mean, is Georgia now two weeks in a row? Either they've is it them playing down to their opponent and not even worried about it, or they really are having some miskeys uh, or miscues on on offense and defense and not not meeting all cylinders.
1: I think part of it is new coordinator, the so new you know new schemes, different ideas, um, and still trying to work out the kinks. You know sometimes it's not a smooth transition. And the terminology is different. And so for some players, that's tough to learn the different terminology of, you know, what the coach is trying to get across. Um, I've literally had players where the defense coordinator is telling, you know, we're doing a walkthrough before practice and he's saying stuff and our player is confused, then I literally just have to dumb it down to, I shouldn't say dumb it down, but I have to simplify it to like fo- a forward expression of just look here, this is your aiming point. So as you get to the aiming point, look here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, your eyes are here and here. And that makes more sense than your eyes got to be on here. You got to drop to here. Make sure you press through, work to the drop, but don't get too deep. You got to settle in. Like that's confu- sometimes that can be confusing of okay, your eyes are on two, then your eyes are on one, then you're dropping back, and then you gotta make sure you're not too far out on one, or you're gonna miss number two, doing a sit row on top of you. And it's just like, hey, this is your drop, this is what you're looking at. Like eyes to two, eyes to the spot. Hey, eyes, you know, you're transitioning, you look at one just for a second. That's all you gotta do.
0: It's the so, good old acronym, or, KISS. Yeah. Keep it simple, stupid.
1: Yeah, and some players like more detail and the bigger explanations because they like they like all the detail to over-explain. Some people don't. So I think that's what this coaching staff has to do is you don't have the same team as last year. You will you have a good opportunity to run it back and compete for the SEC championship, mm-hmm. but To do that, you have to make sure your players are on the same page and you're simplifying stuff and not, you know, find out what your quarterback loves to do. Like, hey, what are your 10 plays or what are your, you know, seven favorite run plays or seven favorite pass plays and work on that. Like, okay, I know you love this passing scheme or this play. If we look at this play, it's the same thing, except this player is doing something different or You know, these guys are coming in and working up instead of, you know, coming in and staying across or something. And sometimes I think coaches overthink on what their players understand. And so, you know, we've had teams where, hey, we've got to get back to the basics and simplify everything. And then we'll
0: add on to it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like you said, you you know, I I experience it, you know, I I can go back to, you know, my days in football, um, having different coaches, stuff like that, or even my days in retail um, with jobs and everything else and having to train employees, you know, it's every, every single person, every single player learns differently. um, It retains knowledge differently. You know, some people are more visual learners. Some people are more, you know, let me do it myself. I'll, and I'll learn that way. Um, Some people love a lot of detail. Some people love to just have the most simplified answer um, just because that's the way they do it. And as long as you tell them straight to the point, this is why you're doing it. They're just like, okay, I'm going to do it that way, you know, plain and simple. Um, So it's every single player, every single, you know, person's going to be different with the way they, Learn the way they develop, the way they retain knowledge, um, and that's the way these players are, the way these offenses are, coaches are. So really, you know, you as a coach, and this you you know this from experience. You know, you have to teach every single player player differently, and like you just said, it 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 comes down to that. And so I mean, that's something you know with Georgia having that new you know OC and having the new coordinators in there. It's something they're, they're going to struggle with. Um, and unfortunately for them, it's been two weeks in a row to lower talented teams that they've struggled against um, after starting the season off hot. Um, but, you know, it's now time for them to really step it up um, as they're going to get into SEC play now where they're going to have, you know, stiffer competition. They, if they want to, you know, win the SEC title again, contend for that national title again, they've really got to get get the ball rolling um, and this is where Georgia has to make these changes now
1: no exactly they they have ways to you know be more creative and more dynamic
0: mm-hmm so let's stay in the SEC um, and it was a game we picked last week Um And we kind of, looking back at our predictions, you kind of thought it would be a little bit, you know, lopsided. I I thought it may be a little bit closer of a game. Um, But Bama actually just goes out and embarrasses Arkansas. Um, Arkansas came back that third quarter. My God, did they come back? Um, But Bama was just like, no, um, we're going to show you who the big boys are knocks uh, Arkansas out of the top 25, um, and Bama retakes number one.
1: I, I've said it from day one. It's coming down to Alabama and Ohio
0: State. Oh, yeah.
1: Like, everyone else is just playing pretend. Um, you know, Georgia was number one just because – They won it last year, and they looked really good coming back. Um, But I think it was just a matter of time until Alabama took over. They looked every week, in and out. They are continuously looking better and better. So it's not a surprise. Yeah.
0: And you mentioned there, Ohio State. Mayan Williams – Five rushing touchdowns against Rutgers alone, himself. I think on 189 yards rushing, but five touchdowns. Huge performance for this kid.
1: And I love that.
0: So, um, yeah, I mean, Ohio State, Bama, it's going to come down to them. um, Unless Ohio State struggles, you know, with Michigan this year. Um, And then better watch out because Michigan – you know, yeah, they're playing two different quarterbacks, um, but it's Michigan's still looking good. Um, I, I don't think their defense will be able to hold up against Alabama. Um, kind of all depends on how they do against Ohio State as well. Um, but Michigan's still a strong contender. Um, and then, coach, one that you're probably, you know, you one you're probably not fond uh, fond of. Um, and I mean, you know, we, we texted about it this weekend, but Oklahoma, you know, are they down for the count? Um, two straight weeks in a row, um, and I mean, they just they yes, and you had the injury to uh, Daniel Gabriel as well. Um, you know, late hits, just bad bad hits to the head there. Um, but Oklahoma, you know, just does not look like Oklahoma. And yes, it's new new coach, new coaching staff, everything else. But the way they started the season playing great, and now these past two weeks, it just seems like something's just changed mentally, or just the on field product just does not look the same as what we were getting beginning of the season.
1: No, it's definitely been, I would say, frustrating, but it's almost not frustrating because it was almost kind of expected in a certain way. You know, yes, I said, like, Sooners could lose one game and they can compete for conference, I think they'll win conference. And I did. I really did. Mm -hmm. But I also knew in reality that new coaching staff, literally from the top to bottom almost, you know, there's certain people that stayed that were – O-line coach, running back coach. You uh, did have Gundy at one point who stepped down with his with that issue. Um, yep. But for the most part, I mean, it's a new staff. And it's a lot of staff that have been there before as players or coaches. Um, you're bringing... And, and Viral said this or someone said this, I can't remember who, but someone said this and they go, we're teaching these guys to learn how to compete and fight through adversity. When something goes wrong or it doesn't happen the way you want it, they're freaking out and getting upset. And they're trying to reteach them just like, hey, just stay with it, stay with it, stay with it, stay with it and compete and something's going to happen. Instead of, man, that was a hold. Like, why are you holding a hold? There's a hold on every play. Every wide receiver thinks they get held. Every corner thinks the wide receiver pushed off. I see it every week on Friday nights. It happens all the time. Like, you have to learn how to compete through adversity.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And, you know, I will say the play calling offensively is not great sometimes. Last year, it was very much throw the ball to everybody besides Mims. This year, it's throw the ball to Mims and nobody else, which is a little frustrating. Um, You've got young freshmen that are talented that I feel like we should give an opportunity to more than what we are. Um, You know, Dylan gabriels he's not the guy. He's the guy we got, but he's not the guy. And that's okay. We have seen average to slightly above average quarterbacks have success in college football at almost every school. But it's up to the coordinators to figure out ways to make them successful. And we haven't been doing that successfully. Defense, we're running a whole new – I wouldn't say it's a whole new scheme – but we're running a lot of three-fours again. Um, Grinch did that a little bit, but he mixed it up a lot with nickel, a nickel package and bringing another safety on. This, I feel like we're more of a true four linebackers, Mm -hmm. um, and we don't really have the guys for that just yet. And that's fine. I mean, you're trying to teach the guys that are there. We've got guys that are great athletes trying to learn defense um, that are – great locker room guys, and that's why they're the leaders. Because they buy in and they're doing what they're supposed to do. They're just young. We've got a lot of young guys playing. And so I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we lose another game this year. Maybe we lose four. But if you had Oklahoma in the final four, you're freaking kidding yourself. Because no one should have had them in the final four. No. Even if they went undefeated, they are not a Final Four team in any aspect of the way. You know, people compare, well, you know, Stoops, his first year, we struggled. And in the second year, we won a national championship. College football has changed since then. That was literally 22 years ago. The landscape of college football has completely changed. And if you think this team next year is going to be a national championship team, you're kidding yourself it's a big 12 team probably to win the conference and compete for the conference again, but to p- compete in the final four, I we're not there. No. You know, that's, that is going to be a three to four year process of getting the right guys in consistently. You can have a, no, you know, I'm not trying to put A&M on blast. Or I'll do Texas, because this is a fact. How many times has Texas been a top 25 recruiting team? Almost every year in the last 20 years, right? But Mm -hmm. what have they done? One double-digit season of winning? Maybe two? Sometimes it's not about the players. Sometimes it's also about the X's and O's. And getting the right guys to run your X's and O's. I don't care if you bring in 20 guys that are five stars. Sometimes the five star really isn't worth what you think it is. And we've seen that. We've seen that with Boise State, who had two star guys outplaying four or five star guys. Oklahoma State is one of those teams that rarely, if ever, gets a five star, very few four stars. And they consistently, the last several years, have been a top team in the Big 12. Yes. And they proved it last year, and they're proving it again this year. Malcolm Rodriguez, kid out of nowhere, Oklahoma, with nothing, state championship wrestler. He started in the NFL at linebacker, getting almost 10 tackles a week. And everyone was like, well, that's not an NFL player. Bullshit that dude is literally probably a top 10 linebacker right now compared to everybody else with the way he is playing. And they brought him in and drafted him to be a depth chart piece to be a special teams guy. And he outplayed everybody. Mm -hmm. So that's what I hate about college right now. And it's too much about the stars. It's too much about the money. Like, At a certain point, you're wasting your money on a kid that you don't even know that can play at this level. Great. He's got five stars. You see the potential there. He dominates in high school. But he's not playing against an offensive lineman that's 260 every week. So, you know, sorry, that's my little... No, I, mean, I, I, college football right now.
0: I love it. I agree with it. And, you know, with with you mentioning that, it kind of makes me go to a high school matchup that's happening this weekend. Um, number one and number two in the nation. You got St. John Bosco out of California. You got Matterday High School out of California. You know. I, I don't know if you've seen some of the stats about this ball game yet, coach, but, you know, this is a matchup where tickets right now, the lowest, cheapest ticket. Is going for right around two hundred dollars just for this game, um, and there is a total of I think over seventy or eighty players in this ball game that have division one scholarship offers between these two nice. teams. Nice. So, I mean, just that there alone. You know, there's your aspect. There's your there's your part where you're saying, you know, the money, the the star power, everything else. I I guarantee you, you know, these St. John Bosco and Mater Day, they're not out there every single week playing. You know, teams that are at their exact level. You know, that have the same type of you know players and everything. I mean, these are two private schools as well. You know, that are able to recruit um, in California. Yeah, Cal. I really don't know the way the California athletic high school sports system works and the way of stuff like that. Um, but I mean, still, it's ridiculous to see a game like that, a high school game of of all things as well, where tickets are $200 and there's over 70, 80 players that have division one scholarship in uh, alone in this, in one ball game. Um, but I think Right there, it takes us to our next topic in the NCAA. Um, You know, players who don't have that star power but are getting the job done for their teams. You have Kansas with Jalen Daniels. You have UCLA, TCU, and Syracuse all remaining undefeated after week five. That is four teams right there If you would have told me at the beginning of the season um, or even coming into the season that after five weeks, Kansas would be ranked in the top 25 and undefeated UCLA top 25 undefeated TCU Syracuse top 25 undefeated. I, I would ask what you're smoking. And if I could have some, um, and you know, and first of all, for, Kansas of all teams, Kansas to be undefeated the way they are to have a quarterback that went from no talks of Heisman or anything else. I mean, this is a team that was projected two and a half wins overall and have blown that out of proportion, um, have made people a lot of money as well um, in Kansas with sports betting now being uh, legal. Um, and, College game days now going there this weekend, but I mean you got Jalen Daniels who's now in the Heisman running. Heisman running for God's sakes, coach. This kid is. Um, I these I these five teams and we have probably going to be one I, I'm hoping one of the better games of all the college season this weekend with Kansas and TCU.
1: Yeah, I this game could be really special I think you know we'll get in our predictions later but these two offenses are a little different but they're both explosive offenses and so yes. it's gonna be exciting to see you know what what's gonna happen
0: now yes kay you did you could say struggled last week with an Iowa State team um, but that's always a team they they have, it's like the Chiefs and Raiders, or, or, you know, um, the Saints and Buccaneers, you know, you have, there's these teams that always play each other extremely close, extremely tough, and that's what happens when KU plays Iowa State, and that's what happened last weekend, and KU got damn lucky that that freshman kicker from Iowa State decided to have a, and, you know, you're going to laugh at me, you're going to go, why did you just do this? But he had himself a Jeff stamp game where he missed every single freaking kick. And Jeff, you know, I love you, brother. I know you probably will never listen to this. This will never get to you. Um, You know, you were awesome kicker in college for us, but damn, you had, you got mentally into it as well at times and it screwed you. And that's what happened to this kicker for Iowa state as well. This, this past week. Um, and that's KU got lucky against Iowa State.
1: Sometimes that's just how the cookie crumbles and you get lucky. Yeah. But you can't rely so, on that to happen every time.
0: No, no, you can't. Um, and it's you, – you know me and kickers. I, I'm never a fan of kickers. I, I can love them if they're doing a great job. You know, Harrison Bucker, Justin Tucker – great kickers because they're consistent but when you get replacement kickers you have these guys that just choke constantly on chip shot field goals that's when i really struggle with kickers um so i i you know you know my feelings on that i'm not going to go down that rabbit hole um final topic of week five wrap up you know we kind of mentioned it already um but texas a&m jimbo fisher they've gone fishing they lost to mike leach and uh Mississippi State, God, I love Mike Leach. He is an awesome coach. Um, but Texas A&M, they've got Bama this weekend and we had all the you know hype going into it this, this offseason and everything else and we'll get into it with our predictions and everything else but I Texas A&M they they just don't look good anymore.
1: Well, and they I I think they were overhyped because of recruiting, of what they've done recruiting-wise this year. And so that yes. felt like, it almost felt like, oh, they're doing so much here that it's like, it's going to show on the field this year when you're still one, two, three years away from seeing that truly run its course. Um, so... I think are they a top twenty-five team? Yeah, I think so. Are they a a SEC contender? I don't think so. You no, know, they could probably finish third, or oh, uh, they could probably finish third in their side, and maybe fifth overall. but i don't see them you know and who knows they might come out and upset alabama again back to back years
0: wouldn't that be but, something
1: and that would that that would rock college football all over again yes and i'm here for it like i i love up the chaos but truth is the odds of that happening are slim, and I just don't think they have the firepower that people think they have. And last year, they weren't as good as people really, you know, thought. They just had a, they had a couple big wins mm-hmm. that made their win loss look good, and some of that's just lucky. Or you had the ball bounce your way a couple times, and you got a couple turnovers, and someone made a simple mistake, and you mm-hmm. took advantage of it, and that's great. You play those key games, you know, ten times. I think eight out of ten times they lose those games. So I don't know. That's just my opinion. Um, yeah. No, I, I, I just I think Alabama is going to hand it to them
0: i think so too um so speaking of you know that let's get into predictions we'll go, go through them quick um that way we can get into our nfl recap of week four um but right now through five weeks of the ncaa season um we will give you an update on our um picks so coach through five weeks you um we've we've picked 18 games um you were sitting at 500 at nine and nine, um, so far on the season, you know, that decent. I, I like that. Um, you definitely would be, uh, leading things when it comes to a uh, college game day You're right there at the top. Um, but you know, awesome, awesome. Good job. Um, but you know, myself sitting at 11 and seven so far, um, I am holding a tight grip onto that, uh, top spot and, But anything can happen um, week in, week out. Um, But it it all depends. You know, like we said, depends on how the cookie cookie crumbles, um, what the parity of the league is going to bring us every single week. Um, And I think this weekend we have some really good matchups to pick on. And I want you to get it started with the Cotton Bowl.
1: Yeah, so... I, it's tough. Like, it's tough because I don't want to vote for Texas. Um, they have all the momentum right now. OU kind of looks like they're in chaos. I'm going to go Oklahoma 31,
0: Texas 30. You know, I saw a meme today, and I would absolutely love it if Texas or Texas fans did this just to see how Oklahoma and Oklahoma fans would react to it. Um, but it, it was saying that Texas um, has adopted a alternate color for this weekend and have said uh, they are going to wear purple um, with the way Oklahoma has played two weeks in a row um, with teams of a purple color scheme. I would I, I know it's a meme, but I would absolutely love that to see if some Texas fans you know, buy into that and start wearing purple to this game to see how Oklahoma um, and the fan base react to that.
1: I, I think that would be pretty funny. I'm not going to lie. Like, <laughs> if I'm Texas, I'm sending out a student thing where it's like to start the third quarter, everyone wear a purple shirt, like change your shirt to purple or something.
0: Exactly. Like just
1: as a gag, like I think that would be hilarious.
0: It really would, um, you know. And I, I would love it to see Texas come out purple jerseys, a purple Longhorn on their helmets. I, 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 that would actually look really cool. Um, not going to lie, but uh, you know it, it won't happen. Um, would love to see the student body play into that though, um, just because college students do some crazy stuff. Um, and I've got Texas in this ball game. 27-22 over Oklahoma, um, and we're going to have a, have a good ball ballgame. Um, we'll move on into another Big 12 matchup. Um, there are four Big 12 matchups this weekend, um, every single one of them showing a ranked – at least one team ranked except for a Texas-Oklahoma game. Um, and this game that we're picking next – happens to feature both teams ranked in the top 25, and that is number 17, TCU, um, and number 19, Kansas. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, um, possibly coming down to the wire, but I have the Kansas Jayhawks continuing their undefeated season and winning this ballgame 44-38 over those Horned Frogs of TCU and Fort Worth, Texas.
1: Um. I mean that's that's a I'm gonna say
0: that's bold like K, KU I, three three straight weekends of a sellout at David Booth Memorial Stadium I, I don't remember the last time that ever happening you know in my time being alive um, so this the KU crowd the KU student body everything. They're really buying into this. They've got college game day there this weekend. Um, you know, it's an 11 o'clock kickoff on FS1. You know, everyone's going to be ready to go. And I, I think what Lance Leipold is doing in KU, you know, he's he didn't come into, you know, this program for them to expect failure um, and to just accept failure. He's changed the atmosphere, changed the mindset of not only the players – but of the fan base to start expecting greatness or to not be okay with losing and everything um, to where, you know, they want to see winning product of winning product on the field. And it, it's helped, you know, shape these players as well because now they're going out, they have something to fight for because they see that the fans are loving this and they see, I mean, it's so if, and you, we both know this, if a player is feeding off the fan base you know, it only motivates them even more, um, especially when that fan base is really getting into it and loving the product on the field. And so I think Kansas is just going to continue right now um, with the atmosphere they're feeding off of, especially at a home game, third straight sellout. Um, you know, it is a bold prediction, but everything is changing there in Lawrence. And I think it's for the best right now.
1: No, I'm. That's awesome. Like for them to sell out consistently is so cool. Like that didn't happen when we were in college, when we were oh. up there. So um that's ex- it's definitely going to be a it's definitely going to be a game that is impacted by the crowd a little bit, I think and it's going to come down to you know can Kansas play for four quarters Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know I, I would say it was a tough game before that they hadn't played another tough game really like that
0: except for West Virginia I mean Houston was a tough game as well um they were able to come out second half and take control of it, though. But I would say the last tough game they played was West Virginia when they went into overtime and won that ball game.
1: Yeah, okay. No, you're right. I, I take that back. So, yeah. You know what? Screw it. I have
0: – I feel like you're about to change your prediction.
1: I'm not. I have TCU winning this. I have TCU winning 42, but I have Kansas – putting it at 40. And that I I don't know if they'll get to 40, but the way they've been playing, they've been playing tight games. If they keep it close in the fourth, shoot, they might win this thing and pull it off with the last second goal or something. So I wouldn't be surprised if KU wins, but I think I'm gonna go with TCU. Um you know they're rolling high after a butt whooping they put on Oklahoma.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: you know so for Kansas to beat Iowa State that's a big game so they're running high but I think TCU kind of I think it's a bigger you know jolt of electricity for them to beat Oklahoma the way they did
0: yeah no I, I I I agree with that um and I don't know if you had a chance to look at it on Twitter last weekend or not during the TCU Oklahoma game um and you know thank God The baseball regular season is now officially over. Aaron Judge last night hit his 62nd home run, breaking the American League record. Um, So we won't have the cut-ins now this weekend of that, um, thank goodness. But as that was happening last weekend, um, the cut-ins on ESPN and everything for the TCU-Oklahoma game, um, TCU social media tweeted out, who will hit 62 first, TCU or some baseball guy? Um, I absolutely loved it because I, this score was 55-17 at that time. Um, so one more touchdown for TCU. Lo- they didn't get it, but, God, I would have loved to see that happen. I um, would have loved to see TCU hit 62 before Aaron Judge did.
1: No, I shoot. Why not? Like, you're I'm, roasting a team that has been dominating you the last couple of years. Take advantage of it and rub it in. Exactly.
0: like. Exactly. I mean, whoever was running that social media, you deserve an award for that. I love love social media accounts that get into it and roast the other team and take shots. Um, and that's what they did. So kudos to you, Mr. TCU social media guru. Um, what was, uh, God, what's that old um, commercial? Um, I, I think it was like, Bud, uh, Budweiser or Bud Light or something like that that was, uh, here's to you Mr. Yada, yada, yada um, You know, I've got to really find that now to see what it is, but I hope you're getting the reference I'm making to a commercial from several years I ago think so. Okay, good um, Alright, next ball game we are picking um, features another undefeated team and then probably the favorites in the Pac-12 um, to win it as well that's number eleven Utah against number eighteen UCLA in the Rose Bowl, where probably it will have a capacity of zero fans again, which is absolutely pathetic.
1: All uh, right. I mean, you have uh... an
0: you have an undefeated team, and yet you're not showing up to these ballgames. games. I mean that it's it's embarrassing, honestly, for the sports for the university. And for such an iconic historic stadium like the Rose Bowl, as well, in its 100th season.
1: I mean, but it's California, like they, yeah, they care about football like the Midwest, the Southeast, and some areas of you know the Northeast and the coastal area mm-hmm. the east coast area so I mean that sucks you know even USC is you know putting up big numbers and stuff like that but like they're not even sold out no. so I mean it sucks but that's that's the problem with the Pac-12 I and mean, that's
0: and yet they're going to the big ten
1: yeah I mean that I don't know if that helps them at all no. locally. You know, TV wise, it helps them because it for half the season they're on at a more reasonable time. Um, you know, for them to have a kickoff at noon would be the two two thirty game in the afternoon here. So, you know, for them that's that's better than having a nine a.m. game to be on the. 11 o'clock kickoff, or doing a 7 p.m. game and being on it 9 p.m. or 10 p.m. New York time, you know?
0: Yeah. So no, I agree. I agree. So let's let's get into the pick on this game. Um, I've got Utah pretty handedly, 45-32. Um, thank you, CLA and Chip Kelly. Um, you know, I, I think they take their first loss.
1: I'm going to roll – I'm gonna roll for the upset and go UCLA twenty eight, Utah twenty four. I know I was higher on Utah and um, the you know our preseason picks and stuff like that, but I think Chip Kelly might be figuring stuff out down there, and Utah doesn't look great.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, they're winning, but they just they don't they just there's something that's not making sense to me. And so I think, you know, UCLA might be able to take this one.
0: We'll uh, definitely see what happens. Um, and then Texas A&M Alabama, you know, a, uh, expected heated game. Um, you know, really, I would say between the coaches um, and what was said during the off season media day, everything else. Um, I'm going Bama pretty handedly in this one. Um, 48, Texas AM 27. Um, Bama controls this one from the start of the kickoff to the end.
1: Yeah, I'm going Bama 45, AM 17. I wouldn't be surprised if Bama.
0: I would absolutely love that.
1: It's kind of like the old Switzer saying hang half a hundred on them.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, um, I
1: feel like that's what's, you know. That's the storm that's brewing.
0: It really is. So, all right. So we've got our college picks made. Um, We will get those posted onto the Twitterverse um, for everyone to see. And we will also post the polls um, to see who you guys are picking as well um, in these matchups. Absolutely loving it, the interaction, everything else. Um, I think now it is a time to hear from our presenting sponsor, um, Anchor and just how easy it is to start up your own podcast. And coach, just like that, it's that simple. To where all you have to do is download the Anchor app or go to Anchor.fm to get started with your own podcast, um, or even to you know search for your favorite podcast, see what um, sites it may be on as well. Um, and I hope that favorite podcast includes in the trenches sports. Um, where we are available on anchor apple podcast and spotify um and you know you can if you do go to our sites on anchor you can interact with us you can send us a message um send an audio message um if you want to have yourself heard on the show i will definitely put you on there um i know we're talking about potentially getting some guests on here soon as well which would be awesome and then you know, we're also in the talks of maybe getting some merch out there as well. Maybe some hats, some t-shirts, um, maybe just some decals um, to send out to some people as well um, to get things rolling. Um, but it is now time for our favorite. Uh, I, I, One of my favorite parts of the podcast, and that is the NFL wrap up from the previous week. And it was a. Interesting week, to say the least, um, that all started Thursday nights. And we talked about it on last week's podcast, so we won't go much uh, into it this week. But we had the two-a-concussion controversy, again, two weeks in a row. Um, and the NFL and NFLPA are looking into revamping concussion protocols. Um, even the concussion um, doctor um, that, you know, basically founded uh, discovered ct and everything that was had the movie made about him that starred will smith um as said two has got permanent brain damage now after you know these two concussions four days apart essentially um and he should retire um it's, coach what do you think
1: I'm. i mean if anyone's played football long enough like You have something wrong down the road.
0: Look at what Joe Burrow came came out today and said. I mean, Joe Burrow said it is inherent of a player, no matter what you play this game. We get paid handsomely. You know, you will have a concussion. You will have a torn ACL. You will have a broken arm. You will have something. It is just an inherent part of the game that this will happen, but we get paid handsomely to do it. So I exactly. will take that risk. So, I mean, I, I, I love what Joe Burrow said. A lot of people have issues with it. But, you know, kudos to Burrow, um, you know, a, a prominent name right now in our league, um, saying that.
1: I mean, it's the truth, though. Like, if I sign up for to go bungee jumping and I get hurt and die like my family can't come back and sue or say anything because it's like hey you signed the waiver you decided to do this exactly it's it's the same premise like if i sign up to play basketball hey there's a shot i could come down and roll my ankle or i land awkwardly and you know tear my achilles or tear my acl and fall on the floor you know there's a lot of anything can happen and so he decided to do that yes i think the organization handled it wrong nowadays you can't you know you have to put a one-week limit on stuff
0: yeah you
1: know it's, it's hard to and, say that because i know i know guys that got hit and like they're perfectly fine there's nothing wrong and they go on and do everything they're supposed to do perfectly fine you know but it's just one of those hard things where, no matter what you do, it's it's a hard pill to swallow.
0: It truly is. Um, and you know, I've I've said it um, on here before, and I've said it to other people as well. When I played, whether it's high school, college, um, you know, being on the offensive line, defensive side of the ball, where I, I would say you're prone to head injuries a lot more um, than what some of the other guys on the field are. Um, And that's because you're constantly play after play, getting hit in the head documented wise. I've probably had 10 concussions documented. I probably played through about another seven to 10 without telling anyone because, you know, I had my bell rung. I didn't want to come out of the game. Did I feel funny a little bit? Yeah. Did I feel fine? At times, yeah, but was I probably concussed? Probably so, and that probably happened another seven to ten times, Um, but it's something that myself, you know, being the position I played, chose to continue forward with because it was the game I loved, the position I loved, and I didn't want to come out.
1: No, I completely understand. You know, documented wise I have no concussions ever in my life, Um, which I'm lucky to say, realistically, undocumented, I've probably had several that I didn't really think about until, you know, I was in college and taking a class, and it's like, oh, hey, yeah, no, that's considered a concussion, and it's like, oh, wow, well, I guess you know, that probably explains why I have headaches every day. If I don't drink enough water or whatever. Mhm. So yeah it's, yeah, it's a tricky situation, but you just got to hope for the best and be aware and know what you signed up for.
0: You truly do. Um, so let's move on. Continue our uh, wrap up of week four. Um, and it was the early game on the schedule, 9 or 8.30 in the morning our time. Um, and I, I honestly think probably one of the best London games we've had so far um, throughout the whole entire London series. Um, you know, going back to when they first started it, um, it came down to the wire. Um, I, we had the chance for NFL history to be made with a kicker making potentially making two 60-yard field goals, in a single game. That's never been done. And unfortunately for Will Lutz and the Saints, he double-doinked it. He Cody Parkied, Park, uh, Parkied it. And the Vikings won twenty eight twenty five, 25 but it was a hell of a game.
1: No, it was. And it's a game that was fun to watch and it was competitive and it's one of those games that you kind of wish doesn't ever end because you kind of see kind of want to see like what can happen.
0: Exactly. You know and Jefferson had himself a ball game. you know, great to see him you know getting back out there um, after the previous week he, he didn't fare so well. Um, so it's awesome to see that for Justin Jefferson and the Vikings. you know you had Kirk Cousins. I saw a stat and I think it came out after. Um, This ball game as well. And it says Kirk Cousins is the most mediocre quarterback in NFL history as his overall record as a starter in the league is 60-60-2. If that's not the most mediocre stat line ever, I don't know what is.
1: I mean, it's not really a surprise. Or it shouldn't be a surprise to most people that watch football.
0: Yeah. But others will think it's a surprise. Um, So we have the double doink across the pond. And then we had, you know, a first ever in NFL history with the Seahawks and Lions where it was a final score of 48-45. Never in NFL history has a final score of 48-45 happened. Um, Honestly, I saw the Seahawks destroying the Lions at first, and I'm just like, oh, dear God. My bold prediction of the Lions. Oh, this is happening. It's not, it's not going to happen. And the Lions <laughs> start coming back. I'm just like, awesome. And yes, the Lions are one and three on the season, but don't give up. I'm not giving up hope yet. They are playing amazing. Um, it's just the defense is struggling. They are the number one scoring offense in the league, but they're also the worst defense in the league. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which, dear God, coach, help me. Um, but who who would have ever expected Geno Smith to come out and play the way he is um, for these Seahawks? My God, this dude is on a mission to really show the league that um, they passed up on him, um, and finally he's getting his chance with the Seahawks, and he's taking advantage of it.
1: Yeah, Geno's really been a surprise lately. Um, you know, putting up better stats than – Russell Wilson, and it's kind of funny that they're throwing the ball more without Russ. Yeah. Um, as crazy as that is, but you know, they're they're making it work with what they got, and you know,
0: yeah, it's awesome. Um, I, I think. You know, not only was it a high scoring game, um, I loved it. Um, I think probably another highlight that stands out from this ball game was at first, I'm just like, I think it's the first thought that happened to a lot of people was, oh my God, um, DK Metcalf is uh, being carted off the field. What's going on? Um, and lo and behold, it's just because he had a poop. All right, but yeah, so DK Metcalf uh, just couldn't trust the clinch walk, um, so he had to be carted off the field. Uh, luckily, no injury for him, um, just a code brown. Um, had to drop some kids off at the pool. Um, really decided to go after two on that one. Um, and any other puns you could think of? Um,
1: I think you covered them all.
0: Uh, i I wonder if it was nutty um you know i would hope not maybe uh maybe it was corny Who, who knows um all right i i think that's enough uh enough uh poop talk but we started finally seeing um some rookie quarterbacks make their debut as well in week four um Trubisky gets benched. Pickett comes in. Only has three incompletions in that ball game after he comes in. Those three incompletions, though, were interceptions. Um, one of them, granted, was on a Hail Mary, but, you know, Pickett, not bad. Um, announced the starter um, here for week five. Um, and it looks like Pittsburgh is going all in now on Pickett. Um, and then you had Green Bay barely surviving um, Zappy Hour. Um and that one came down to the final seconds of overtime <laughs> at Lambeau, um, and the only reason why Z- Bailey Zappi uh, got to play in this ball game is because one, the high ankle sprain for Mac Jones, and then Brian Hoyer goes out with concussion. So Bailey Zappi, of all people, gets to come in to this ball game. And if you're Zappi and you know it, you can clap your hands. Nice one. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'll uh, be here all night. Um, And finally, you know, Las Vegas, they get their first uh, win. Um, So they're no longer Las Vegas. They're back to Las Vegas (laughs) Um, as they finally get one in the win column. Um, But it's not looking so good for Las Vegas coming into week five as they are going up against Mahomes Magic and the Chiefs on Monday Night Football. And I feel for us and the rest of the nation as well um, because the Manning cast is not happening this week. It doesn't return until week seven. So we do have to listen to Troy Buck, uh, Troy, Troy Aikman and Joe Buck um, this week. So please pray for all of our ears. Um, but speaking of Mahomes Magic coach, was this the last ever meeting between Mahomes and Brady? Probably so, and Mahomes took advantage of it and played lights out in Tampa and really showed that he is the next up-and-coming goat in this league um, with the way he handled and cut up that Tampa Bay defense.
1: Yeah, I, I would be surprised if Brady keeps playing um, after this season. I mean, he just – he doesn't look like himself at all.
0: Well, I mean, uh, he, he, he won't have a wife to go home to. So, I mean, he doesn't have that tying him down anymore, um, potentially.
1: No, which is that's it, it, like that, that's it, unfolding.
0: It, it sucks for him, honestly. You never want to see anyone get divorced. Um, and, you know, we laugh and joke about it. But, honestly, truly for Tom Brady and Giselle, you know, this does suck. Um, divorce isn't something to laugh about. Um, so you know, we do hope Tom, you know, does get through this okay. Um, you know, it is something that can take a toll on someone mentally. Um, and you, you can kind of tell mentally, Tom, it, it is is going through some things. Um, you can kind of tell with the way he's talking, demeanor, and everything else in press conferences that it, it's not the same Tom Brady.
1: No, and. So since she makes more than him, do you think he'll get money from her in the divorce settlement?
0: I still think she gets more.
1: See, that's what I'm thinking. Like somehow
0: they actually get a divorce. Like yeah. somehow,
1: some way, he's gonna get screwed.
0: Yeah, he he will. He he will get screwed. Um, you know, obviously, I I'm sure he'll have to give up you know half of his assets or ownership to like his production companies or something like that um you know obviously he's got the lifetime contract signed with fox sports to you know be their number one uh color commentator once he does retire um you know which i hate that for greg olson because i like greg olson he does a really damn good job he Uh, really does like goes goes doing a lot better (laughs) that yeah. I expected yeah I mean poor <clears> poor guy um I, I hate to see his dry cleaning bill because he goes through like eight shirts in one game um with how he sweats but dear He's god still you a big know, guy at heart he is he is and you know I I love him in the booth um I'm not a big fan of the Kevin Burkhart matchup with him um never really been a big Kevin Burkhart fan um, but have a lot better than Joe, Burke, uh, Joe Buck, in my opinion. Um, but, you know, I, 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 I don't think Tom comes back next year. And I, I think it would be the best for him as well.
1: Yeah, I, I just, you know, last year you, you win the Super Bowl. So then you come back last year to like, hey, let's, let's do the repeat. And then after that, she's like, all right, hey, I'm good. Like, I tried to defend it. I couldn't defend it. There's no, literally no reason for you to come back. Yeah. Um, and you did. So, you know, Father Time is undefeated. We've said that for years. If he walked away, then you go, hey, you know what? We don't know. Father Time might have lost one, finally. But he came back. And it's it's just it's not looking great part of that is yes he hasn't had the weapons his guys have been hurt one was suspended so everyone was back last week they still didn't look great
0: no it's not
1: finally go ahead
0: it's not that he's not playing good it's it's just it's not like the same Tom Brady type of fierceness in his play I guess you could say I mean, because he's still putting up the numbers, um, you know. Is he throwing? I think they're relying on the the th- passing game a little too much because he's throwing fifty times a ball game. Um, but you know, he's still putting up three hundred plus yards in in one game. You know, so far I, I and so I mean, it, it's. It's not a downplay or knocking the way he's playing. I think it's just – you can tell, like, the fierceness, you know, of, of Tom Brady. It's just not the same as it as it was in previous years. He's not as chippy as he was with defenders. Um, he's not – does that make sense?
1: Yeah. No, that, that makes complete sense. So, I – you know, we'll see. We will I, it was kind of nice to see at you know kind of in the second half where he was just like, screw it, I'm throwing it to Mike Evans every play, and it worked. Like that was the crazy thing. It worked.
0: Mm-hmm. Um But so, he, Mike Mike Evans was also being guarded by a rookie um in Jalen Watson, who yeah. is having a hell hell of a season. Um, So not discrediting the rookie at all there, uh, but he just got a tough matchup against Mike Evans. And, you know, if I'm Brady, if I'm Byron Leftwich, if I'm, you know, Todd Bowles, I'm going after that matchup as much as I possibly can.
1: Exactly. So we'll see how it plays out.
0: We will. All right. So week five you know, or not week five, um, week four is in the wraps. Um, It is now time to get into week five and our predictions. Um, And coach, just to give the folks a reminder of where we are in the standings um, with our picking, um, you know, the 17th game really throws it off because usually after week four, we could say a quarter of the season's done. Um, Now you kind of have to say that after, the first half of week five, you can kind of say, Hey, a quarter of the season is done. Yahoo. Um, I'm still saying we're a quarter of the way through the season, no matter what, um, after four games. And uh, because with 17 games, there's just no mathematical way to really compute a a quarter of the season anymore. um, Unless you love numbers and get into decimals and all that other jumbo, um, which is fun, but we're not going to do that because we're football players and, you know, analysts and coaches. And, you know, we want to just have the record straight for us. Um, so through four weeks of the season, you are sitting at 14 and seven. Um, so we have picked 21 games so far, um, this season and you're at 14 wins, seven losses. Um, I am 13 and eight, um, just right behind you. Um, so difference of one game there. Um, so really good, good job so far on our picks um, this season and, uh, you know, excited to see how we do, um, with our picks this week. And we have another London game, um, with the Giants and Packers, um, playing at Tottenham, Hots- uh, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium again, um, this week. And, uh, I'm going to, Packers twenty-five, Giants twenty-four. Another close ball game across the pond.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna go Packers thirty-one, Giants thirteen. I think the Packers are kind of figuring it out. And um, uh, just the Giants, hey, kudos, they're three and one. But I'm I'm gonna give the edge to the Packers with the experience at quarterback and their dynamic duo running back. I just think they're a little better.
0: Yeah, no, I I can see that. Um, it's, it's tough when you have such a strong class of, you know, and I'm not really strong class, but a, you know, a lot of rookies in that receiving core, um, for green Bay. Um, I think one big thing that could potentially play into it um, this weekend is the health of Daniel Jones, you know, since he did come out of that ball game um, with potential concussion um, this past weekend and Saquon Barkley had to play quarterback at the end of the ball game. Um, and yeah, I, I, so it kind of all depends. If Daniel Jones is playing or not. Um, hopefully he does. I think that gives the giants a better shot um, in this ball game but yeah no good pick um next ball game we've got is the cowboys at the rams and uh coach how do you think cooper rush is going to fare is he going to be 5 and 0 oh in all of his cowboy starts so far
1: i am surprised on how well this kid is doing um man uh, that's nuts. It was definitely Maybe. a surprise. I didn't see them being 3-1. No, I don't think he should get the job over Dak Prescott.
0: Oh, but, but Jerry think Jones it, thinks he should.
1: Well, it's Jerry Jones' money, so he can do whatever. <laughs> but that just, you know, points the finger right back at him and said, hey, you're an idiot. Like, you're overpaying players because you like them. Exactly. So... Anyways, um, no, like kudos to the offense for simplifying the game plan a little bit and picking up what Cooper is good at and what he likes and going from there. And so I think it helped in close, but I'm going Rams 24 Cowboys 22.
0: All right. Yo. And for me and Cooper rush, love the kid, love the way he's playing and everything else. Um, I think the Cowboys could potentially – and I'm not going to say give him the starting job. No, so you can get that out of your head, Coach. I'm not going to be that bold. Um, but I think potentially if Cooper wins another ball game you know, and beats the Rams and the Rams aren't looking very strong um, right now, um, I think potentially the – Cowboys could use Cooper Rush as some trade bait Um, you'd be getting rid of a hell of a backup in case Dak gets injured again which he probably will Um, it's just a matter of time Um, but potentially what if the Panthers decide to look for another quarterback through the halfway point of the season around that trade deadline going hey Baker's not making the cut Sam Darnold's not making the cut. Let's go out and get ourselves Cooper Rush from the Dallas Cowboys. We love the way he played. So potentially, if Cooper continues to play the way he does, the Cowboys could throw him out there on the line as some trade bait, get some picks for next year, for the next couple drafts, something like that. Um, Very, very good possibility.
1: Possible. I don't – now it happened at Carolina. I don't think so. I don't know what they have left to trade besides the kitchen sink. Um, but it's it's possible. I mean, there's injuries happen all the stinking time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and at any level. So
0: yeah, I I just had to throw that nugget out there. Planted in your head. Um, but I've got Cowboys winning this ball game 27-16 over the Rams. Um, and uh, Cooper Rush, baby. He is going to be 5-0 and in all of his Cowboys starts that he has made so far after this victory this weekend.
1: So I mean, hey, I hope so. Like, our defense is playing great.
0: Number one defense right now in the league.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I love it. Can we maintain it? I don't know. Love to see it. The Rams are not great running the ball right now. So I think we need to take advantage of that, but
0: yeah, we'll so, see. All right. Next ball game. We've got Eagles at Cardinals Two young high powered offenses, Two young high powered quarterbacks. Um, one of these teams, the only team still undefeated in the league right now, and that is those Philadelphia Eagles. Fly Eagles, fly 38-24 over those Cardinals.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, Eagles are bigger than Cardinals. Eagles eat Cardinals, so I'm going to go Eagles 27, Cardinals 20.
0: I love the method on and the The thinking behind that. Um, Right. I I do love that. And uh, you know what? I hope the Eagles score a touchdown on a screenplay this weekend because I want to see Jason Kelsey put on the Batman cape this weekend and be Fat Man.
1: That'd be awesome.
0: I I want to see that happen. Um, So we go into the the NFC, the AFC East, um, excuse me, and we have... The Dolphins and the Jets. Teddy Bridgewater getting the start um, for those Dolphins. Um, Zach Wilson, he is back at the helm for the Jets. Robert, Robert Sala, he is keeping receipts on people um, and teams that have downed them and uh, done them wrong in comments and media and everything else. And, my God, this man is on a mission. The Jets win 23-17 over the Dolphins.
1: You know what? I agree. I think the Jets are going to score twenty three points, but I don't think it's good enough. Dolphins win 34-23. Okay,
0: I it it, it kind of all depends on how Teddy is able to come into that offense, um, with uh, you know, being the backup. Um, yeah, but, you know, and it,
1: Wilson looked good the other last week. Like
0: he did. He really did. He wasn't
1: great, but he looked good and. It shows and, potential and growth, so
0: and hey, how about him going out, and getting a receiving touchdown, and then hitting this with that gritty? Right. Oof. All right. Um it's all about Tom, camp moves. you know, Tom, you better watch out. Zach Wilson's coming for for your wife. Or A B. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, get 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 A.B. in a mental institute. My God, why is he not there yet? He should have been a long time ago. Yeah. Um, all right. Final game of our picks. It is the Monday night ball game. And, uh, you know, like I've said before, the Raiders and Chiefs, it's always a close ball game. The Raiders always play the Chiefs close. Um, kind of always step it up, but – I think the Chiefs come out in this one. You know, they're on a mission. They've got um, what I. Is it Buffalo the week after? I think it is. Um, or it may be the 49ers and then Buffalo, but still, no matter what. Um, their schedule here coming up after. No, so it's Raiders and then Buffalo and then 49ers and then the bye week. Um, so, really, the Chiefs, they've got some tough games here coming up. And they set the tone last week with Tampa Bay. They're setting the tone this week with Las Vegas. It is going to be the Chiefs 45, Raiders 23. And uh, I love Raiders week because it's just so much fun in Chiefs kingdom.
1: Yeah, and – oh, man. I'm big on the Raiders. Like, yes, you are. Week. They finally put it together. And I I wouldn't be surprised if the Raiders win. Like it's definitely a possibility. We've seen the Chiefs struggle at times. But I'm I'm gonna agree, Chiefs 41, Raiders 28.
0: As it as it should be, as it should be. Um anything else standing out to you here in week five? Um for the NFL season, before we disembark,
1: um, I don't think so. Really, I. I think that we're seeing we're seeing a lot of young talent kind of rise up. Mm-hmm. You know. Pierce played really good running back. Pickett came in and played really good. Zach Wilson came off an of injury and played really good. Um, Dotson's been really good. Now he has a hurt hamstring. We don't know if he'll play Sunday. But he's he's been a touchdown receiver um, who's paired well with Kerry um, Samuel and um, who's the other wide receiver? Why am I forgetting his name now for the commanders? Um, McLaurin? Yes. So he's paired up really well. Um, you know, right now the veterans are not looking great. Um, a lot of them are struggling. We're seeing Trevor Lawrence play really good, like He's looking good.
0: And I think that has to do with the coach he now has in Doug Peterson.
1: Exactly. Exactly. You know, I I truly think you're seeing the transition like we like we did, you know, 15 years ago, where the new the new talent is literally is just taking over. You know. Carr is a little in-betweener. You know, he's kind of a veteran, but he's, he's still young compared to a lot of them. Um, you now, even Tua. Tua is looking a lot better this year. Yes. You know, and part of that is just they're creating plays for him to succeed. So, yeah, that, that's just my take.
0: That was a garbage touchdown right there, Coach. I don't know if you've had an eye on this ballgame or not. Um, UCF and SMU. The No, I haven't been able to. Clock struck zero. The refs decided to uh, put one second back onto the game clock um, since SMU was down on the goal line. It was third and goal um, coming up. They put one second back on. UCF now wins 41-19. Um, as SNU scores a touchdown as time expires, um, such a garbage touchdown, such a terrible way to end a ball game. Um, I, I, if I'm, I, I would never, never want to have it be a, have a second put on, um, on the clock like that and have a touchdown scored. I mean, that's just not a way you want to end a ball game, in my opinion. It's 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 a garbage touchdown. Just let let me go into the locker room and end the game.
1: No, I. I agree. So I mean that's that's a tough way to lose a game. It sucks.
0: Yeah. So all right coach, I think uh, that'll do us here episode 16. Rule number one win a damn game. Um, you know that'll that'll finish it up. you know thank you to our presenting sponsor anchor. Um, and everything they do and uh, you know again you know guys thank you for listening thank you for interacting with us on Twitter give us a share give us a like a follow um, you know remember to share us with uh, you know the friendly old lady you meet down on the corner um, I'm hoping you're not meeting her for something instead she's just passing by and you are helping her across the street um, and you know, Let's just go out there and have fun. Enjoy some football this weekend. It is becoming fall. Go out and smoke some meat. Enjoy some barbecue. Enjoy the family. And enjoy football. That is what it's all about right now.
1: Thanks for listening and just stay up to date with us.
0: Yeah, definitely. So that'll do it. Episode 16 in the books.